Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. everyone and welcome to brb what goes on tour delighted to be joined by a very special guest it is james deacon host of the award-winning podcast desert island dick thank you very much that's a nice introduction isn't it well i just say some facts james oh wow well, well. oh no no no! i am excited to have you here for a few reasons uh one because big fan of your work that sounded really creepy Excuse didn't mean me. that thank you no but more because when i told you about this podcast and that i wanted you to come on you said you had some core of a travel story mm. that was going to blow my mind yeah and you're so confident you don't even need to necessarily go through the questions in order because <laughs> apparently this encompasses your best and your worst trip it's my best and my worst trip yeah um by a long shot. I've been on a bunch of different holidays, but this is uh, by far, not, well, you know, just uh, just living that kind of life where I just go on loads of holidays. I don't actually, I don't think I've been on holiday since like 2011. Have you ever done travelling? We talk a lot about how there's a very dif- a big difference between going mm. on holiday and going travelling. Yeah, so this is travelling. Oh, mm. okay. Look, I don't want to, like, we'll talk about that in one sec, and I don't know anything about it, so I'm ready to be, I hope my reactions are what you're expecting. Mm. But before we get into it... Um, are in general so you haven't been on holiday for a while but are you good at holidays or traveling are you good at planning are you i'm i'm very much like um kind of wing it when i get there type person which is stressful yeah yeah it's horrible it's um uh my wife she doesn't like flying at all so that's why we haven't been on as many holidays in the past few (sighs) years she doesn't like it at all which i I, 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 I used to be so free, like, I'll just like, oh, I'll just jump on a flight, going on this holiday, go to this place, and do it kind of last minute, whereas she really needs to build herself up to go away. So have you been on a plane with her? We've been a couple times. And what's she like, literally, like, on the, because I've flown with people who freaking hate flying, and mm. one of my best friends, she has to wrap a scarf around her entire head. And I have to sit there and read out all the instructions from the emergency exit card just to distract her. That's bad. And then when I run out of the ones in English, I have to start doing it in French, and then I have to start doing it in Spanish. So for my wife, she she used to just hate flying. Her mum hates flying. But her way to get through it for a while was when you get to the airport, just go and, like, have a good few drinks. So dangerous. Yeah, I know. It's dangerous, (laughs) isn't it? So she'd have, like, four or five 
drinks before she'd get on the flight. So that would get her through for a while. And then as we got a bit older, she started going to the doctors and they'd give her Valium. Oh, my God. I know. Did she combine that with the alcohol? Uh, no. That would be disastrous. Yeah, yeah, just the Valium on its own. But then she'd tend to sleep like the whole flight. We went on, we went to Portugal once and, and it's like four or five hour flight, something like that, oh. and she slept the whole time. Oh, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I can't hold back anymore. Mm. So normally I'd ask people, oh, what's the best trip you've been on? What's the worst trip? But mm. I just want to hear this story and I'm sure it's going to cover off. Yeah. So so okay. go for it. Okay. Set the scene. All right. So um, I was at college and I didn't do very well at college. I was a bit, I was, I, was, I was crap at school and so left school. Went to college, I was crap at college. And so I left there with like the worst possible grades like scraped the whatever it is is it a pass uh, or, or whatever that you get is the right minimal so you passed one. though i passed it oh, was fine bad. yeah yeah um and so yeah no it's fine it's fine i passed and uh so i applied to universities and i got i applied for five i think you applied for five i got into one and i went to visit uh northampton and i was just like i'm not gonna go here and uh and <laughs> sorry to the people uh, so, of northampton, sorry to the people of northampton. uh and then uh and then so i was just um I was just stuck at home, so I was at home. In uh, I'm from a little town called Letchworth. I was working in the cinema, and I had like one mate that that was still around that didn't go to university that I was hanging out with, and he is half Thai. Right. And so he was like, "Right, this is getting boring around here. Let's go to Thailand." And I, I was like, like "Okay, this, I like the setting. This sounds really Plenty good. Of potential yeah. for good stories in Thailand. I know, right? So uh, he was like, "I've got family there. We could start there." Uh, we can start in Bangkok, right? It's where his family lives, Great. and then we'll just um, we'll, we'll we'll make it there, and then we'll figure out what we're gonna do. So all of this sounds fine. So within two months, I sold my car, I sold things that I had like guitars and guitar amps, just like and and worked every single day, just like to stockpile as much cash as I could to go. Good, um, very sensible. Yes, thank you very much. And then yeah, we just went off, and we planned to go for a year. Um, and we went to Bangkok. Now, the plan was to get there, spend a week with his family, and then start travelling around. But we quite liked Bangkok <laughs> lifestyle. I've heard it's fun. I know, it was fun, <laughs> yeah. It was really fun. We did a lot of going out. We met a lot of people. Um, and within a couple of weeks, his cousin owned a, or like had part ownership in a, like this small block of flats right. uh, in Bangkok University. Right. And so me and him hired a room in Bangkok <laughs> University. right? <Okay. laughs> and so me and him moved in with like all the Bangkok students. <laughs> okay. I know, it's bizarre, isn't it? It's the <laughs> weirdest trip. So we were in there and uh, we started like getting into like the, t- the Thai University clubbing scene <laughs> and stuff like that which was like the weirdest thing what very, is the very Thai weird. university club it's just scene? like going to these nightclubs where like hip hop is the big thing and like uh, they're still into like Tokyo Drift looking cars and stuff like that and it was a very very strange world to be a part of for a little while wow yeah odd right so then we were like after a while we were like we're running a bit short of money we best start doing a bit of travelling so we did a little bit of travelling about some friends come to visit us and I remember one night while some friends were with us in Bangkok, we went to one of these clubs that we were going to. And afterwards, we were like, let's get something to eat. And so there's a lot of street food stalls. Mm. And they're, they're normally fine, right? Yeah. So in the day, I was eating from them all the time. But it was late at night. And we hadn't really thought about where we were eating. We hadn't, like, checked it out or whatever. And, fine. And, which is normally fine. But we ate these noodles, right? And Am I going to be sick? 
You maybe. Okay, great. Can't okay. Wait. Uh, so so we were eating these noodles, and then um, uh, obviously there's a lot of water in there, and you know if the water's not been boiled or it's like not been looked after, it can be quite dangerous. Right. Sure. So the next day we wake up and all of us are so ill, oh. like fuck, like bad. Like oh. we're in this what, small like apartment. Both ends? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but all of us, and we're in this small apartment. It's only got like one bathroom. In the university. Just, yeah. In just the, to remind in, your listeners. In Bangkok University. <laughs> I know. And uh, and so we're like using other people's apart- uh, apartments, toilets, and we're all like in a mess. Um, and then everyone else seemed to get better, but I just kind of stayed ill. Oh, man. I know. And I was just like, it, like I couldn't retain any food. Uh, this is bad. I'm sorry. I couldn't no. retain any food or yeah. any water. Yeah, it yeah. was in like a, a bad way. And I went to. Uh, I had to pay like a whole load of money and go to uh, the hospital there. And the woman was like, "You've got cholera." <gasps> what? Yes. She was like, "You've got cholera, <gasps> and what you need to do is get on some antibiotics soon and go home." <gasps> so, like eight months into our trip, I was cut short. And like, I just, my body couldn't retain anything. <gasps> I couldn't retain water or food. And I had to fly back to, uh, I had to fly back home yeah. to get like proper medical <gasps> attention. Um, I have so many, que- I have so many questions. Mm. So cholera is, like, this sounds really mm. naive, but cholera is really dangerous. It's not like, yeah. you know, you just got like dysentery or something. Okay, so cholera is, is dangerous if you can't get the medical attention that you need. Right. So that's when that's when a lot of problems arise. But right. but but you know, I have the luxury of coming from here and having but money to travel back and get looked after and Well you're not a bit panicky I like was absolutely being in Thailand. No pun intended. I was shitting myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just like Very good. Yeah. Um oh my god. So you flew home did you lose like loads of weight? Loads of weight. It was mental. Went from like, you know, sort of a Sort of a not like I'm six foot odd. You, you can't see me. So Stacked, I'm, I'm, guys. I'm six. I'm not. I'm six foot odd. But it's a man I, mountain. But I am. Um, <laughs> but I. Yeah, I went from like you know like thirteen stone, fourteen stone down to like about nine. Would you recommend the cholera diet? To I, I would not <laughs> recommend it to anyone. So, what was your recovery like process and period? Um, like yeah, it was quite brutal actually. It was just like a massive course of antibiotics and just not doing a lot. But it was uh, it was okay because. I came back and everyone was just so reassuring. Do you know what I mean? I got home and everyone was just like, this is going to be fine. And the doctors here were just so good. They were like, oh, we oh, can deal with this. God bless the NHS. I know. Isn't it right? amazing? Oh, so now has that put you up like noodles? When you see noodles now. Yeah, so I'm not on, massive. How long ago uh, was this? Like, uh, this years? was 2000. This was 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah so like now, do you, if you see noodles, do you get some sort of like Pavlovian I'm, reaction where you're like. I'm not mad on them. I'm oh. not mad on it. I've got. I used to sit next to a guy at work that would eat ramen every day, and I I was never really tempted to join him. And it's just like I know it'd be fine, but I've been massively put off them. Thanks for opening up, literally. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess. But it's just um, for anyone that's going travelling, you know, generally <laughs> it's fine it's in James. Thailand, and the His food is great. Uh, but just uh, just just be careful. Well, I feel like you've covered off a lot of the questions we normally ask. Mm. Maybe your worst trip and also, <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely that ever been ill on a trip. Yes. Um, but just quickly, maybe thinking about some nicer subjects. Like, yeah. can you think of like the best holiday or the best place you've ever been or the most amazing thing you've seen like, other than cholera noodles? Mm. I mean, uh, <laughs> so um, just... Just on Thailand, I don't want to give it like a really bad rep, but uh, <laughs> I went to some of the most incredible places I have ever seen. Mm. So like 
we had friends. So from living at Bangkok University, we met a guy, and he came from a really small town in Thailand called Patalung, and it was like in the south. And we had to travel for ages to get there. We went on a, a massive long drive, and uh, we got there. And his family had like never seen a white person before. Right. And it was like it was the most amazing experience. It was just like the everything was uh, sort of um, unspoiled. All of the like beaches and jungle and stuff that we saw were, was incredible. Yeah. And like we went to the local shops and like people were coming to like pinch us and stuff like <gasps> that, which was just like. The craziest feeling. That's so funny because, so notoriously, not notoriously, but to me and my friends and family, I go really brown um, in the sun, mm. but my boyfriend is white mm. and, and he never tans he, as much as he tries. And I, we always take the mick and like we've had instances on holiday where we've been by a pool and a waitress has come up and been like, ha ha, you're so brown, but you're so white. My boyfriend <laughs> is like, yes, I know I don't tan. Yeah. To the extent we were in Vietnam and, and we went to a little noodle, sorry, triggering, yeah, noodle yeah. store uh, side yeah. the road. And we were just eating there. And suddenly the owner had gone around the corner, got his entire family and extended family and grandmas and aunts and everything to come and point at Ad- and grab Adam's arm to see if it was real because they'd never seen. Someone's and, so yeah. white. And, oh and my he's God. like, did you set this up? I was like, no, I know, I'm really <laughs> sorry. I can't help it. But yeah, it's quite, um, it's it's quite a sticking point for him. Oh, de- oh, really? Yeah, I don't tan that well, to be fair. And maybe that maybe that's what was going on when I was there. <laughs> um, okay, and but if you could go anywhere, like if okay. right now said here's like thousands of pounds, mm. bucket list trip, something you, somewhere you've never been, never seen. Oh wow! Um, or it could be somewhere you've been and you really want to go back, but that's just boring. Okay, that's just boring. So somewhere that I haven't been that like, I would love to. I would love to travel in South America. Really? Like I've never been to anywhere in South America. Me either. Me either. It'd be a dream. Oh, no, that's a lie. I've been to Mexico. Oh, that, yeah. But I haven't really been to Mexico. Again, it's like I went to Thailand. Mm, I went to a resort in Tulum. To a resort, yeah. Sorry. Okay. No, it's all right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's fun. But that, I, it's, I'm sure you had a lovely time. No, it was, I mean, it was, it was, it was lovely. But I just, I would love to travel around in, uh, in South America, yeah. Go to Brazil and go to Argentina and... Yeah. I want steak in Argentina. Oh, I want to go and see the gauchos. Yeah, Wait, you're not that. vegetarian, are you? No, I'm not vegetarian. No. Have you ever had a holiday romance? Like when you were younger or obviously pre-marriage, I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was one. It's kind of funny. Um, so I went, when I was at college, I went on a lad's holiday to Zante. Oh. Oh, was it like God. the in-betweeners? It was like the in-between us, just a bunch of complete burks. Wait, like, you're not going to tell me you had a romance? No, it, well, it's a funny one because it wasn't really a rom- romance, but there was like, um, you know, you get like p- people that do the club rep in PRing outside yeah. and that it's their job to like chat to you. Yeah, and flirt with you. And flirt make, with you. Make you think, oh. Yes, exactly. It's like 20 pounds a shot in the club. Yeah, so we were just chatting to this one girl outside and, uh, and then obviously we went in and had a thing. And had a drink, and then <laughs> and uh, had, had a thing, a thing uh, a and had a drink, and then, um, but then the next day she like called me in the day, and she was just like, "Where are you? Like, should I come see you?" And I was like, "Okay, yeah, cool." And so she came, and like it was kind of weird. She just kind of came, and we went swimming, <laughs> and then all my friends were like, "Don't meet her tonight," and that was the end of that. And that's the closest I've come to a holiday romance. Oh, Matt. That's not. I mean, did she think she was actually going to establish some sort of long-term relationship with a guy I from doubt a club it. in Zanzibar? No. I have to say, I've never been to Zanzi. Maybe take all of that out. <laughs> <laughs> or leave it in. We'll see. Okay. No, you're not missing anything by not going to Zanzi. 
It's just like it's just hot, but like it's just full of kids. <laughs> <laughs> what teenagers? Yeah. Uh, I um, have you ever watched what's that show on ITV Two? Is it um, Weekender? You know, like Ibiza Weekender. Mm, I love that program. Did you never go on one of those holidays? No, I. Re- do you know what? I lived a very sheltered life, and mm. I never went on one of those holidays. But I've been a rep, but not not like a club like Zanti style rep. I was a rep in ski resorts, ah, which right. you have similarities, right? Mm. So basically, your job is to give the best uh, the guests the best time possible. Oh, great! And so you all have regular jobs during the day. Like I was a receptionist because I speak French. Um, mm. But then at night you have to then turn into like you have to be like the life and soul of the party. You have to take them out. Like you have to take them out till two, three. Now. The good thing about it is they're on holiday and they just want to ply you with drinks and stuff, and it's really fun. But the bad thing was each rep in pairs um, had a different thing that they had to do once a week, as in a, a, an entertainment they had to run. I had to run Who Wants to Be a Millionaire okay. in this um, French hotel, but it was all full of English guests. No one gave a shit, right? So I put so much effort into it. I was like, you know, planning the questions, planning like outfits. No one cared. No one ever played along. Everyone just wanted to do drinks, you know, drinks the whole time. But be, being a rep was one of the most, obviously, as you can imagine. So you put fun. all that effort in, but no, no everyone just fun. wanted to get drunk. Oh, yeah. Whatever. However, being a rep was one of the most fun experiences of my life hmm. because uh, everyone you meet is on holiday. So everyone's in a good mood. There's no real life. There's mm. no, like, got to go to work, got to pay bills, whatever. It's literally just like, wake up, do your job, go drinking, ski. Well, no, wrong order. Do yeah. not drink before you ski, kids. But also the fattest I've ever got because... You're constantly be you eat with the guests, so you're eating like beautiful, like five star food. All the time. You have to drink all the time, all that kind of thing. I came back about twenty stone head. I was <laughs> not twenty. I definitely <laughs> did the opposite of the cholera diet when yeah, I did it. Yeah, did, did you, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, final question is: Can you think of what the most annoying thing other people do on holiday is? I think there's loads. Okay. And we've talked before on this podcast about you know people on social media can be really mm. nauseating around their holidays. Mm. Um, but uh, you know what gets your go? Is it people at the breakfast buffet? Is it people thinking about when they're taking pictures on holiday? It's like I know you want to get a picture, <laughs> but like <laughs> me, me, me and my um, me and my wife, we went, we were on holiday. Uh, in Poland, and we went to Auschwitz, <gasps> Auschwitz Birkenau, no. right? And there was people just like taking yeah, selfies no. in Auschwitz, and no. I just thought, guys, come on, no, that's I'm oh god, I'm I'm totally with you on that. I thought you were gonna say, um, like Adam and I have, uh, okay, we like to take the odd photo on holiday because you know you want to it's take nice, photos, yeah. but it's when pe- things turn into full on photo shoots with like outfit mm, changes. Yeah. It's brilliant to the point. I'm gonna show you this is a visual Do, gag. Show me. So yeah. Adam hates it so much that when we were in Greece last year, he decided to. Um, in the background is a couple having a photo shoot, is and that's Adam in the front. Wow. I'm showing James a picture of my boyfriend half naked, posing mm. like Ricky Gervais in the office. He's in great shape. But isn't he? Look at him. He, okay, fine. Hot but, stuff. Really? Um, but I, I just loved it so much. It has been my phone screensaver for at least a year and a half Brilliant. now. And people get really confused as to why I've got a, why I have that. It's just too funny. But no, I agree with you. Photo shoots and all that kind of jazz. Mm. Drones. People that put no, drones No, they don't do that holiday. now, do they? Yes. I've obviously not been on holiday in a long time. Oh, I think you need to go on holiday. Um, okay. I think you need to take, just go to South America, take the whole family. Yeah, take the, yeah, do you think? Yes. Okay. I've got a friend who took her three-month-old baby around Colombia. 
Really? Yeah. That inspires me, actually. I, def- I definitely <laughs> want to go on holiday. Aim to inspire on Do you think podcast? it's all right if I also bring my parents so they can help? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what everyone yeah. does when they oh, have kids now? A hundred percent. I mean, when I say we haven't been on holiday, we've been to centre parks a few <gasps> times. I'm going to centre parks for the first time in a few weeks. It's nice. Oh, really? Yeah, it's nice. I am excited. It's quite relaxing. Isn't it? Well, thank you so much. Thank um, you, I have to say that story has left me feeling a bit sick. I know, sorry. I'm going to cancel mm. my noodles, never eating them ever again. Yeah. Um, thanks so much for coming on BRB. Uh, and tell us where, what can, how can people find your podcast? Oh yeah, uh, so it's on Acast. Oh, yeah, and uh, other places. And other places. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, just search Desert Island Dicks. Um, I have guests on, and the premise is that people come on and they choose the people and things they'd hate to be stuck with on a desert island. Um, wh- which is the best, ep- or which is your favourite episode, oh or one, God. which is a good entry point for people that have never listened? Uh, recent episodes have been great. So recently, I've had Sophie Hagen, uh, Richard Herring has been on recently. Love him. A couple of personal favourites. There's a comedian called Ash Frith. Right. And if you don't know, Ash um, is a stand-up comedian, and he might not be the first person you'd click on, but his opening story is unbelievable. Is it it's, as good as it, I got cholera in Thailand? It's, it is. <laughs> it's a, as good, if not better. Well, as a promise. Well, thank you so much. Um, love you long time. Bye. Bye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.